This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. Man, we got a special show for you today. Um, y'all are... Everybody's been asking, man, who is KO? Who's KO? We want to get to know KO. And I know the Go Tigers 247 family has been digging deep. They've been finding footage. They've been finding all that iPhone stuff out there. They've been finding all of it. They've been on the Dunkamatics uh YouTube channel. They've been seeing it all. But hey, man, we here off the boards. We got them. We got KO with this. And I'm gonna KO, it's good to have you, man. Thank you Thank for you, joining sir. me. No problem, sir. Now, KO. One of the things that's come out since you announced that you're committing to the University of Memphis and Penny Hardaway is is a lot of us country dudes in Memphis have been trying to say your name. And it's an awesome name, and I'm going to try to say it to help out everybody because Dave Wolotion's the voice of the Tigers, and he's going to be announcing your name. Jeff Mack is the voice of the Tigers inside of the FedEx Forum. And I, I know there's going to be – um, plenty of opportunities for them to scream your name through the, the rafters at the FedEx forum, mm-hmm. but we're going to try to say your full name. Is that cool with you? Yeah. All right. Is it, it's Kyoto Ricci Akibondo Ahioku. That's pretty close. Is that close? Tell yeah. us, tell us your it's full name. Kyoto Ricci Akibondo Ahioku. Ahioku. See, yeah. it, it was your last name. It was the last part that 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 when I started to to really try to dive deep into your name was it was Ahioku that was getting me. But it's Ahioku. Yeah. But everybody's gonna know him as Ko. Everybody knows you as Ko. Man, it is good to have you on board. And I know um, it's been a whirlwind couple of days for you, bro. Tell us about these last few days for you. Uh, just been busy, a lot of traveling, you know, finishing up my last uh, workout, you know, for pre-draft and then coming, coming home and, you know, announcing and just been, phone's been going crazy. So tell me, I know you've been in the pre-draft um, process um, after your, your time um, in college this past year, you went through the pre-draft process. Can you tell us some of the teams you worked out with and, and what was the process like for you? I, I worked out for um, the Lakers, the Hornets, the Timberwolves, and then I had the um, my pro day where like a couple, you know, about twenty teams showed up, and you know the process was just you know one of the best things that's you know ever happened to me. A lot I learned a lot, like you know, in terms of how the game is played at the highest level and in college, you know they do 
certain things differently. And, you know, just it was just good to see how I do, you know, coming from a small school, you know, going against these guys who are like, you know, have been like five stars their whole life and, you know, just seeing where I, where I actually stand. And it was like a huge confidence boost, you know, going out there, you know, playing in front of like the, the decision makers of these teams and, you know, meeting some of the players, you know, it was a cool experience. So was it a confidence builder for you? I mean, I, after seeing some video of you, especially at that Lakers workout, I feel like after seeing what you were doing, I was like, this guy's only been playing ball for a few years. Like, like it's not the, – the skill level is very high for you in terms of your um, ability to not just jump. Everybody knows you can jump, but your hands and your footwork and your – ability to to navigate inside of a paint like that that's a that's a skill set that just takes reps and time and practice is mm -hmm. that something that you walked away with going man I feel pretty confident with where I'm at in my game right now yeah you know obviously a lot of you know a lot of things got to get better everybody can always improve and you know I still have a you know some a lot of things that I got to improve but you know going through this process is definitely a huge confidence boost going into next uh, college season so tell me about your your um, when did when did Penny Hardaway and the Memphis staff reach out to you and was that a pretty quick recruitment process or what was it like when you started getting those phone calls from I mean because your list of your list of colleges that you had reaching out to you were was impressive I mean you're we're not talking about scrub teams we're talking about a lot of really good teams what was it like um, when Penny started reaching out and what were those conversations like with him. It was just, you know, talking about, you know, I mean, like a lot of the, the teams, you know, they are, the coaches always say, like, you know, never seen anything like this, you know, how you run the floor. We like how you play, you know, you play hard, you play with a lot of effort and, you know, just, you know, saying how, you know, I'll fit into the system and how there's a need for me in the program. Absolutely. Um, so growing up in, in Nigeria, I know, you knew you said you knew about basketball because of yeah I of, knew about I, you know I see in American movies you know so I always wanted to play but back home like my first time even seeing a basketball like court it was um I was staying at this hotel in Lagos and there was like, out the window there was this private uh, school for all girls and that was my first time seeing a basketball court like. Back home, we just had like soccer, you know, we did soccer and, you know, we did track, you know, I had never touched a basketball, never seen one in person. And, you know, so I've always wanted to play basketball because it wasn't that big. Now, obviously, you know, it's a lot bigger. Like I'm looking at social media and, you know, they've come a long way back home and, you know, none right. of that stuff was there when I was there. Well, the NBA has an initiative, right? Where they're yeah, the NBA Academy. Yeah, the NBA academies in Africa, which is incredible, yeah. incredible stuff. When you were growing up, uh, I'm sure you knew about, like you said, you knew about basketball. And um, did you have, did you follow the sport? Like, did you have an NBA guy that you watched that you were, that you, like, this guy's from Nigeria. Like, I, like he's playing in the NBA. This is the someone who I watched or paid attention to. Nah, I didn't even know what the NBA was. Like the words NBA never came, you know, across my mind because, you know, I saw basketball. I saw the national team, the Nigerian national team, right. you know, a couple of times on TV. 
you know, I just, I knew they were playing basketball. I didn't really understand what I was watching. And, and then where I, you know, what I uh, saw basketball and it made me want to play the sport, you know, people probably think this is funny, but it was high school musical. Like I watched all the movies and I, you know. The Zac like, Efron high school musicals? Troy, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm looking at Troy Bolton and I'm like, man, this dude, this dude seems like a cool guy. You know, I want to play basketball one day. That's an incredible and, story, man. And that's actually, you know, the what inspired me to want to play basketball because of that movie. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I wanted to ask you, like I know I've read I've read a bunch of stuff about you in the last couple of days. And um, obviously um, we here in Memphis, we're kind of we're, we love basketball. We're a basketball city. We call ourselves Hoop City. Everything is basketball. We live and breathe it. Um, but globally, soccer is the most famous sport in the world. Um, it is a massive mm-hmm. sport. And, and, and it's taking hold more so in, in America now. But in growing up in Nigeria, uh, did you – I know you were a soccer player. I read in an interview that even the first time when you were in Mesquite, when you came to the States, that um, your cousin handed you a basketball and you started dribbling it like yeah. it was a soccer yeah. ball. I, I was out there kicking it, man, because, you know, it was round, just like, just like a, a regular soccer ball. And then, you know, he kind of took me under his wing. He used to work uh, work out with his younger sister, uh, my little cousin, and then I just kind of hopped into workouts with them. And in the first week, like, I picked up a lot of things. Like, I learned how to – and then even in the first day, like, I learned how to dribble. And, you know, he showed me the Rondo layup, you know, the one where he goes. Oh, yeah. He's ah, he's running fast. The, the behind the back where you go. Yeah. 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 The fake behind the back up. See the, yeah. the Rondo's able to do that because he's got ridiculously long arms, right? Like yeah. big, big palms, so big palm the ball. Like he that. can palm the ball. Yeah. Did you so growing up playing soccer? Like when you transitioned from playing soccer to playing basketball, realizing that you know you got some skills, just some natural instinctive skills in basketball. Did you? Did did how did how did playing soccer the footwork that was involved in that the soccer is not a sport where you can just it's not just about kicking the ball man it's a physical sport where you're bumping into people knocking like having to box folks out trying to get the ball from you did you yeah. notice that your footwork that you had kind of developed playing soccer throughout your childhood did it naturally help you on the court immediately I mean, you know, I wasn't even putting any thought to that. Like when I, you know, started playing basketball, I was just, you know, trying to be, you know, as as good at the sport as I could be. And, you know, it definitely helps, you know, without you even thinking about it, you know, like everything helps, like doing high jump helps. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, whenever I post a viral video, you know, a lot of counts try to break it down, like my approach and stuff. But if you watch like a video of me doing high jump, Right. And right. A, a video of me coming to do a dunk on the right, it's literally the same footwork. Like, you know, all that stuff translates. So how do you – everybody that watches video of you knows, man, you got crazy hops, right? Like you're touching the top of the backboard. I've seen it twice now, which is just mm-hmm. – I mean, it's the stuff of legend. Like movies were made about um, a guy coming up and putting four quarters on top of a backboard and taking it off the top of the backboard like this stuff is like this it'll never happen like that's not real but you're mm-hmm. doing it um what have you um 
your your jumping ability is what it is. It's impressive and it's unbelievable. How have you um, worked on other parts of your game? Like what where where have you seen the greatest developments in other parts of your game? And and where do you think, man, this is where hey you can look at my jumping ability and it's great, but this is this is really what I can do on the court, and this is what I want to prove next year at at, at the University of Memphis. Um, I've really been, you know, putting a lot of work into like my shooting and, you know, just my touch and that's come a long way. And, you know, obviously still working on the handle and, you know, going to keep working on the handle. You know, I, I used to be, when I came over to America, I was, I was five, four. So my cousin trained me to be a guard. You know, I was playing guard, you know, in the city leagues, you know, bringing the ball up the court, shooting all the time. And, you know, you know, I was a guard and I said, I kind of grew. That's when like, I know my coaches started putting me in the post and, you know, I just kind of, you know, got away from doing all those things. You know, when you don't do something for a long time, you kind of start losing it. And, you know, now it's just all about sharpening those tools again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. go back just a little bit um man i read a lot about your story coming over from nigeria and mm-hmm. um even some of the um some of the things that happened um with your family in nigeria and mm-hmm. um it is a i walked away from from reading some of those things about you and i was like the word that kept coming through my brain the whole time was man if I could think of one word to describe KO and I don't even know him yet, but just hearing some of the things that has, that has happened is this word resilient. Like you're an extremely resilient person. How has, I mean, you have lived, how old are you again? If you don't mind me asking you're 22, you're 22 years old. And in your 22 <laughs> years, you have lived a very, um, full life at this point you've experienced tragedy that nobody understands most people don't will never understand you've moved to a brand new country learned a new sport at the same time while dealing with the the grief of that tragedy that you dealt with with your parents in in Nigeria how did you where did this resilience come from I mean me I'm just you know I, I look at life as, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I have these, you know, I'm a very goal-driven person. Like I said, goals, you know, like, you know, I want to play Division One, And, you know, I didn't stop till I played Division One. I, I want to play at a high major, a bigger school. You know, I didn't stop to, and I look, you know, I'm, I'm at Memphis. And so, you know, just, you know, when the stuff happened, you know, I just, 
I made it, you know, I said I was going to be a successful person, you know, with, through this sports thing. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. Like, it's not a coincidence that what happened, happened back home happened and I come to America and so happened to be in a family where there's somebody who, you know, who used to be in basketball and who's actually willing to train in me in basketball and then getting this crazy growth spurt going from 5'4", to six six in just a couple of years, you know, through high school. And so I just feel like everything happens for a reason. And, you know, God definitely wants me to do something great with basketball. I mean, you're we didn't even touch on your recruitment when you were coming over from when you were living in Mesquite mm-hmm. and getting to the to the colleges that you went to prior to Memphis. I mean, you basically ran your own recruitment. Like you you put yourself in a situation where these guys are going to see me and I'm going to make them say no to me. They're going to have to say no. And mm-hmm. it is, it's incredible to see um, the drive that you have to get to, to reach those goals. I mean, most people I don't think would have that kind of um, mental fortitude to do that, to make sure to, to go to fight for their dreams and their goals, the way that you, that you have. Um, what goals do you have for Memphis this year? Like, what are you looking to, like, what are you trying to, 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 what goals are you trying to reach coming to Memphis? Um, you know, my big, biggest goal, you know, Memphis, you know, is to be DPOY. I want to be the, you know, defensive player of the year nationally. And, you know, I want to average double digit rebounds. You know, I feel like, you know, there's no excuse like this, this uh, past year at UT Arlington, my rebounds were weren't as high, but you know, I kind of I figured it out at the end. You know, like when I talked to coaches about it, you know, I had this like bad habit because I'm so athletic, and you know, this happens with a lot of athletic people. You know, we get away with stuff a lot of times, and then you know, the discipline of basic fundamentals like boxing out, you know, we you know stray away from it. And I was so used to just out jumping everybody. And I used to have this bad habit of running straight to the rim for the rebound whenever a shot goes up. And then my coaches told me, like, if I would just go and hit, like, I didn't have to hold the box out. I would, if I would just go and touch the guy and turn around, then I would get more rebounds that way. And I didn't really figure that out to the, you know, end of the season. So, you know, it was good knowing that going into next season. How how do you expect the the game to change in terms of the the levels that you go up in 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 basketball? A lot of it is about the physicality, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you are you the kind of person, the, the kind of player that that shies from from rough play, or are you? I mean, because the AAC is rough. Like, it, it's a it's a it's a rough conference. Are you uh, are you the guy that's like, man, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my I'm going to put my ass on somebody and knock them out of the way or. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's definitely the goal, you know, this, uh, from now up till before the season, you know, the goal is to put on a, you know, as much, you know, muscle as I can, you know, a lot as much weight as I can. And, you know, that will help me, you know, in accomplishing those goals. And I know it's going to be physical guys are bigger you know, but, you know, I'm not scared of that. I'm a defensive-minded person, and that translates in all aspects of the game, like it's just physicality. 
Have you had a chance to watch much footage of Kendrick Davis yet? Uh, I haven't really seen that much, but I've seen a, you know, you know, a couple. He's a he's a very good good player. I mean, he might be the best point guard in college basketball next year, and yeah. you got him okay. on your team. You're going to be running pick and rolls with him. Are you are you excited about that? Like, what what yeah, do you yeah. think? That was you know that was a. You know, him being at Memphis and committing there was, like, a big reason why, you know, I chose Memphis. You know, like, it doesn't get any better than that at the at the one spot. Is it true that you've been working out with Lester Quinones? Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we've we been doing pre-draft together in L.A., and he was in my – we lived in the same uh, apartment. He was how, my roommate. How was that? How was – how was – uh did did – did you hear from Lester? I know Lester still has the decision to make in terms of where he's going to, if he's going to come out of the pre-draft, you know, process, if he's going to stay in or not. We're hearing incredible things about the his performances in these. Um, in yeah, these, he's, uh, been, he's been killing it, man. You know, the dude is, is an elite shooter. You know, he shoots like a pro. I mean, what if, let's, we don't know if him, we don't know if DeAndre Williams are coming back to Memphis, but let's just imagine that they do, okay? What's it going to be like to have an elite shooter, two elite shooters in the back in the front court, or in the back court, excuse me, and then having a guy like DeAndre Williams who can stretch the floor as well playing alongside of you? I mean, that's a pretty formidable lineup, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you know, how, how Coach put it, you know, um, Coach Kipnis, how he put it is like, imagine – Kendrick Davis with the ball in a fast break, right? You have the shooters spotted up in the corners and the wings, and then you have me going down the middle. It's basically like one of those pick your poison kind of things. Are you going to give up a three or are you going to give up a two? Because either way, there's points is going to come out of that situation. I mean, it's kind of a cheat code because you could either pass the ball out to a guy who can hit 37 threes in a row like Lester has in this pre-draft workout, mm-hmm. or you could throw it to the top of the backboard and KO goes and gets it. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that, right? Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Are you excited about the um, – I know you said you you want to be Defensive Player of the Year. Are you excited about um, – I know Penny, man, he hangs his hat on the defensive end of the court. Like, he has and, – and it's not on accident that the majority of his teams have been one of the top-ranked defenses in the country over the last few years. He's only been in Memphis for four, for four years – and I think two or three of the years he's had the number one defense in the country. Um, was that a big part of y'all's conversations? Yeah, he he definitely you know brought that up, and you know I like to hear that. You know, I, you know I like defense. He likes defense, and you know that that's going to work perfectly. I mean, if you can stop a team from scoring, if they can't score, then mm-hmm. you can beat them pretty easily if they can't score, right? Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, listen. Um, when are you heading into Memphis? What's your uh, What's your plans in terms of getting over here to Memphis? I'm supposed to be moving there um, Wednesday, and then you know that's what I'll start like you know summer workouts with the team, and then school on Monday. You ready to be on that? Uh, you ready to be on that two thousand, three thousand calorie diet a it's day? It's going to be more than that because when I put on weight, I was on 4,000 calories. 4,000 calories. What does yeah. that look like? What? How much food is that in a day if you're eating 4,000 calories? Like I would eat um, 
like when my first year at UT Arlington, I came there at 170. And, you know, I, in like two and a half months, went up to like one, 195 to 200, you know, at some point. And I would make like, I would make pancakes in the morning, not your average, you know, IHOP pancakes. These were taking up the whole plate, make like two of them, you know, with a good amount of syrup, eat it. And then I would make up a, a plate of rice, or a, a pot of rice, hmm. like two cups. And I'll eat the whole thing in one sitting. And then I would do the same thing, like a packet of pasta. And I'll eat the whole thing. And then I'll order like, some days it's different. It could be two burgers. It could be an extra large piece from Papa John's or a wing stop, like 24 wings. And I'll eat that. And then, you know, I snack, you know, throughout the day and stuff. But that's what it was like. like you, you eat so much, you feel like you're about to explode. When you get to uh, Memphis, you've got to have the guys take you to Wingaroo. Yeah, the coach said he's going to take me to this uh, barbecue spot. You know, I've been, he said, you like wings, you like ribs. I'm like, yep. They, uh, the wing guru spot is owned by a guy by the name of Billy Richmond who used to play for Memphis. And mm-hmm. um, it is some of the best wings I've ever had in my entire life. And that's what we do, man. Like here in Memphis, we're wing people. Like we, we love wings. So, you gotta hit up Wing Guru and get the honey. Or the the uh, I forgot what the name of it is, but it's like honey honey gold, honey hot, like mm-hmm. kind of deal. It's delicious. You'll enjoy it. Yes, sir. Hey, Ko, I really appreciate you joining me, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. No problem, sir. Man, good luck. Congratulations you, on everything. And I know, man, if if. Memphis fans just need to go and just read your story. And once they hear this podcast interview, um, read up on you, kind of get to know you as much as they can um, through these articles that we've that that are out there about your story. And 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 I think that it is going to be. People might not know who you are right now. Like they might not know all your game or everything about you. Because um, mm-hmm. you didn't come into the situation with a five star next to your name or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I think as as somebody who loves the game of basketball and loves stories, um, it is clear to me, man, that your story, that your um, your personality and your resilience that you've shown throughout your entire life, you have no choice but to win when you come here, right? Yes, like sir. you're gonna be a winner, and I'm excited for you, man. And it's really good to talk to you. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. 